the, the guy did like like stunt work with you for mm-hmm. Punisher. He did like I had to do this one stunt in my show where like they put you on this thing, you get pulled, you go flying, all that. I've never done that stuff before, and I have huge balls, so like I couldn't get it into the. <laughs> He's like, go, go in there, put it on, and you know, fucking, you know, you know those. The guys. harness. The harness. Yeah, I that's couldn't, a motherfucker. I, I was bro. like, yo, I was like, I can't get it in there. Yeah, yeah. I, it'll pop. Like, I'm afraid you'll pop on my balls. <laughs> and honestly, like, the stunt's not worth. Like, I don't care. Like, but I can't lose my balls. And the guy goes, that's ridiculous. So I got burnt all in this thing for the Punisher for two seasons. There's no way you can't fit it in there. We had burnt all flying everywhere with his giant <laughs> cock. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I tried to put it in front of him, and he went. I don't believe this. He goes, it doesn't fit. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Berthold's the man, dude. dude that's I was like, a that, 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 that just like braggadocious, like uh, strong, like uh, stunt guys. Like Berthold got a huge body. <laughs> we gotta lose the part that goes around the balls. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's John, Bam Bam the dog. Uh, first, on behalf of both of us and everybody from the Real Ones team, I just want to sincerely thank you guys for, for, for tuning in. The folks that I bring on the show, they're family to me, and uh, being able to tell their stories and bringing you into their world is something I'm, I'm just super proud of and, uh, again, grateful that you guys tune in. We've decided we want to take things just a step further. It's a Patreon community, and basically what that means is if you become part of this community, look, I already bored Bam Bam. If you want to become a part of this community, you're going to be able to hear episodes early and all that, ad-free and all that good stuff. But there's all this behind-the-scenes footage, all this stuff that we've shot um, that really brings you into the folks that we've had on the show, really brings you into their world. Live chats with me and the folks that I bring on the show to talk about their world, talk about the issues that they're dealing with, about their triumphs and their tragedies. Just go to Patreon slash Real Ones on this website that you see right there, right on the screen, that's right in front of you. This whole idea was um, something about building bridges and, 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 and bringing people together and um, bringing folks that often don't get the mic and, and giving the mic to them. So the fact that you guys tune in means the world. Anyways, again, thank you. Uh, be good to each other out there. Rock and roll. There's like, there's like a boldness and, 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 and a bravery in making in making shit that's personal to you and and there's a boldness like i i, I can't like i'm i've always been so uh just envious and 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 I, you know honestly jealous of stand-ups because it's like all you motherfuckers need like all you fucking need is to like go and like stand in front of people like you don't need to be fucking cast in nothing like you don't need to fucking like make a song and hope somebody fucking plays it on spotify like you can show up get in front of that mic and you can just fucking throw the fuck down and i, th- I think that's so cool i think it's the bravest thing you can do and and i know with you like so much of your art it is it's it's like it's 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 personally driven and and um you know that comes at a cost like i like that comes at a cost to expose yourself that way and and i think that there's it's it's different than you know playing a role it's different than like doing a sketch about something else you know and I understand how uh, that there must be like a real feeling of betrayal if then people who um, you know you throw that out there because you think you want to reach somebody or you, you you think you're in sort of like a nurturing environment where you where you'll be supported by that. But you said like people turned. I think what what happened was I became more known before the work was there, hmm. but I was always working and. Uh, you know, because I've, you know, 
look, I, 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 I I'm in my 20s and I've dated people. And to, for some reason, that is uh, very crazy and interesting to people. I don't think it's that interesting. I've been in show business for half my life almost, for like 14, 15 years uh, and, uh, on a national TV show. And I, I'm in 12 years, I've dated like 10 people. I don't really think that's that crazy. But to some people, it seems very interesting. And uh, that became sort of like all anyone would talk about. And it was confusing because like, I'm not on Instagram. I'm not like on social media. I'm not like flexing. You know what I mean? And these people that I've dated, like I met them at work. Like I, I wasn't in anyone's DMs. No one was in mine. Like I, I worked at one of the five Hollywood epicenters of meet people where you meet people. Of course, yeah. And that's just who I was working with and who I was around. And sure. like, that's how it happens. And I don't have control over, you know, like a dude who's a paparazzi guy who's trying to, you know, feed his family For that's sure. trying to snag a pick. Like sure. I even get, I get what he's doing. And cause I could, I could be on Instagram and be like, to this article actually cosmopolitan <laughs> that is not true you see my mother and i yeah. live in the same house but i have an apartment in the basement i don't yeah. live with my mom yeah. but like who the fuck wants to yeah. i don't gotta defend my, i don't feel right. like i owe that to anyone okay. yeah but it affects the people around you and then all of a sudden you're in this fucking zeitgeist and everything that's spoken about you has zero to do with the work and that is a really shitty feeling like look I, th I think for for an outsider like when i'm looking i'm looking like wow here's here's this kid man who's like got it all he's on the show and like you know, on that show his life is just like it's bigger than the show and he's becoming this unbelievably talented comedian but now who's also becoming like the butt of his own jokes and i always like didn't like i i imagine that that got like fucking frustrating after a while and and it confusing, and yeah. it, it was confusing here's the thing like Hey man, I'm cool with the joke. I'm cool. My friends do it. I get the late night jokes. Like you see, Pete, and it's fucking. I get it. When it's your own show, and, and you, you know, like I'd, I'd be sitting in the back watching the cold open, and you know, the cold open is topical political humor or whatever, whatever's in the culture, and and then making fun of you, and then you got to walk out and do a sketch next and hit your mark and the show just made fun of you so why are they gonna laugh at you like they just dogged you in front of everyone and then you're you step out there and you're like wearing a fuck you're dressed like a clock or something yeah, yeah, and you're yeah, like yeah, yeah. And you're like i'm a fucking loser man and like these are the people i've been with for almost a decade like i grew up in front of these people they've watched me through the most difficult times in my life and they've been there for me and nobody's ever show more love and grace and leeway than Lorne Michaels and I owe my life to that guy but like it was fucking confusing because it's the nature of entertainment it's the nature of this business that like at the end of the day it's it, you know that's what it is and mm. I it just was a really difficult thing to do you, f you feel small you feel super insecure and I'm already a very insecure person and now I'm insecure in the place I'm supposed to feel the most safe and like it you know luckily we we squashed it and talked about it and fixed that part of it but it took me a while before i felt comfortable to even say that yeah and yeah it was fucking weird and it's still weird you know to to make your art super personal right. like you 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 go up there and 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 you reveal yourself like you you do that you know yeah. it's like this fucking cop from fucking la like gives you a fucking sweatshirt with your 
pops his initials on it. Like yeah. that's heavy as fuck, that's bro. Super heavy. Like it's heavy as fuck. Yeah. And like the fact that like he knows this like intimate fact about like that's some shit that I can't even really begin to process. I'm trying to grow into the man I want to be. But, and, but I think but you're, you're doing. I'm that. being watched for for sure. And and I can't you know? I can't even I can't even begin to understand sort of the magnitude of that. But I think I I, I guess it's like you have these two things. It's like you these two things at play, right? Because like massively fucking like successful right and then like you have these like giant fucking like public relationships right where like you know every fucking man in america is like you know jealous as fuck or whatever they think and and so i think there's also part of it i imagine where people think like wow this dude is operating it must be so fucking good to be Pete Davidson. Like motherfuckers are probably right, and we're and you're sitting there like throwing all this shit out here, like and like crying, you know, looking you, at like old cr- yearbook photos. <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> what happened to you? I literally was crying. I like uh, this is really funny. This is the perfect. This is what it's like to be Pete Davidson. Okay, yeah, please. I, I finally get this place right. Okay, and like I've been trying to get a place forever. I'm always like I'm kind of like I don't know a nomad. I'm just always in like different pockets of places or whatever. And I finally get this place. I'm all excited. And I got it all jacked up. The works. I had like a guy come in and do it, like an adult, and like figure out how to, you know, be, a, you know, do manly stuff around the house. Well, I sit there in my bathrobe, and smoke cigarettes, and drink chamomile tea. And uh, you know, and I, I just like, I couldn't get the fucking TV to work, and the blinds wouldn't close, and I couldn't, and I just started hysterically crying because like it's all I wanted was just to watch like Family Guy, wow. and that's all I wanted, John. Like yeah. just. Like, so badly same episode. Yeah. i've seen the episode yeah. i just really want to watch yeah, it yeah. And i was just on the floor hysterically crying and oh, laughing going i have everything and nothing <laughs> i have everything and nothing <laughs> and that's what it's like but it is but but, but Pete, i'm it, great i'm so great because you're right i mean it's it's i get street love which is like honestly that's all that fucking fuck matters yeah. The fuck internet's yeah. not real. Fuck all but that. You gotta learn how to. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And that by the way, man, like you said, you were in as you were starting as a kid. But what? But I, I want to ask you, man, because you, you're laughing and crying. Yeah. And back in the day, would you say you were just crying? Like, yeah. is it like what is the laugh? Like, what is the, the laugh? laugh? Is like I can't, I can't fucking believe I did this shit. Right. I'm, right. I'm, like here I, I lived in the same room with my mother till I was and my dad till I was four. I remember none of us are in the entertainment industry. My mom was begging me to take the garbage man test every year. Yeah. And so I was like, still, when I was on SNL, she was like, you might want to take it. <laughs> might not work. You know, yeah. I read a lot of those cast members. They just, one and done. Just fizzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fizzling. Yeah, They're yeah, fizzling. Yeah. All of a sudden, my yeah. mom's working at CAA. And she, uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's, so I laughed, though, and just like, man, just like, oh, man, my dad would laugh, dude. My dad would be just mm. like that fucking funny dad on set. And just I just laughed because, you know, my family, my dad and, and his dad, my grandpa got me really into movies, and I just—that's what's so funny. What kind of shit did you watch with them? Uh, so my dad made me watch all Stallone. My dad yeah. was a Stallone okay. nut, so I was. Five, my parents got divorced. Uh, I was like five, six years old. My dad would come over his house. He had a one bedroom. He would be in his tidy whities, one sock on, smoking a cigarette, the filter, and just like, "Hey, what's up?" You know. And then we would watch Rambo, and yeah. he'd be like, it's Stallone. Like, he was fucking just badass dude, just old school, just didn't give a fuck, like, the best. And then my mom would walk in and be like, Scott, like, what the fuck? He's five. And he would just go, Stallone. <laughs> Stallone. He's kind of yeah. And, like, you know, I just, so I knew all the Rocky movies growing up, and I, like, wanted to be Rocky and knew all the run times, and Carl Weathers was an athlete. And I knew, I just knew everything about Stallone and was so inspired by his story because, he was like, uh, you know, his famous story is they didn't want him to play Rocky, and he was like, "Fuck you!" and 
he was right. And that's like, I just love that, mm. that his story in itself. Did your dad tell underground. you that? Yeah. yeah and he, yeah. T- he taught me that. And uh, he was like, that guy, he's fucking cool. And, yeah. you know, that's, he, he, he believed in himself. And then my grandpa just, he's super like autistic in like in a movie way where he, so he's actually, I think the first bootlegger. Huh. So my grandpa has, so his dad owned a, a, a movie theater in Brooklyn growing up and he's was obsessed with movies and he has i think i don't want to get it wrong because he'll call me he watch it he knows everything he, he's so it's, he's 84 years old. he'd be like i read on the instagram <laughs> that you're dating ice spice <laughs> and i'm like it's a rumor he's, he's just like all right so he knows everything but he, i think he has like four thousand or five thousand vhs tapes that he personally sat on the, watched the tube <laughs> And record the, the movies on it, so he'll have like eight thousand tapes with five movies on each of them. Has a full Leonard Maltin's guide, wow. his, his own reviews. So wow. he'll be like, "Yeah, pick a." He's proud. He'll go over. He's like, "Pick an index card, any movie, go ahead, whatever." Uh, and uh, I remember because he's old, so it was like, it, it goes pretty good movie, pretty good acting, movie about dinosaurs, <laughs> Jurassic Park. That's what his like review is of like Jurassic. Pretty good movie about dinosaurs. Like, he's insane. So I was just obsessed with film yeah. and uh, Abbott and Costello and mm. all slapstick. And yeah. he made me watch all that shit. And, uh, you know, that's where all that love for that. So that's where that laugh comes from. Just like, I can't believe my insane grandpa who would bootleg movies. And, like, he would LimeWire. He would he'd call me and be like, Peter, he's like, you heard of LimeWire? And I'm like, yeah, what's up? He's like, He's like, I got the town. I was like, what? He goes, I got the town. He goes, I give it to you for like three dollars. <laughs> he goes, seriously. He's like, I give it to my friends for five, but yeah, you, but my yeah. grandson, I'm my like twelve. Yeah. He's like, I give it for three, and I'm like, I think I'm gonna go to jail. Dude. He's like, what? And so there was, like, he, he's just a, a movie nut. So that's where that laugh comes from. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Did you meet Stallone? I don't think I've ever met him. I mm. don't. I'm pretty sure I've never met him. Um, but weirdly, my. Um, my grandpa went to school with Harvey Keitel, and he'll tell everyone that will listen. Like a waitress, who'll be like, "What's your order?" He'll be like, "I went to school with Harvey Keitel." Yeah. So, when I was a kid, when my dad, my my pop passed, he uh, called Harvey and was like, "He's a big Stallone fan. Can you get, can you get an autograph or whatever?" And Stallone wrote, uh, uh, "To Peter, keep punching Sylvester yeah, Stallone yeah, yeah, on like yeah. the great Rocky Three, where he was just like, Golden God, commercial rock, like perfect." Uh, and yeah, that was like the coolest thing I had for yeah. a really long time. Yeah, that's yeah. great, man. Fucking uh, Salone just texted me last week and he signed it. No bullshit. Keep punching. Yeah. Uh, no dude, bullshit. No, <laughs> I love it, dude. dude it's so dope, dude. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Dude, and I will. Like, yeah. I remember reading that being like, okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's probably taking a shit. Just like, yeah, what? Yeah. Who's this for? <laughs> Peter? All right, whatever. But to me, it changed my life. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And that's what people don't realize that how much that means to people. That's right. You know? That's right. Yeah, I, uh, I, I fucking, I, I did the same thing with Stallone, man. I, I loved the shit out of him. And then we, we ended up doing a movie together, and it was, like, cataclysmic. It was just, like, a complete fucking disaster with him. Uh, you, you know, we, we, we like, it was, like, my, my, my second son had just been born. And uh, it was a boxing movie. It was like he was fighting De Niro, and I played De Niro's oh, son. Grudge Grudge I love that. Yeah, movie. Yeah. You love that Travis movie? Travesty to you, heroic to me, dude. I loved it. But, dude. No, well, no, Kevin no, no. Hart is a little I, the promoter. Fucking Kevin, I got a story about that too, bro. Uh, I was so I got, bad, I got dude. Four for you, bro, <laughs> oh, bro. That movie. So, 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 I'm doing, I'm doing fucking grudge match. I had just done Wolf of Wall Street, and so Marty had they, they they knew that I boxed, so they were like, "Hey, look, we got this idea. You're gonna play De Niro's son. It's like fucking De Niro. Like I'll do any, you know yeah. what I mean? And uh, you're gonna play De Niro's son, but since you fight, 
we're also going to do this flashback fight and you're going to play like the young De Niro and do all the boxing. And I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. So fucking, Mar- I just on Wolf Wall Street. So Marty gives me all these tapes of Jake LaMotta and De Niro as a young man training. Whoa. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like learning his technique. Right. I'm like, I'm copying his shitty fucking technique. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, lear- like learning all the shit. And uh, you know, man, I love De Niro, right? Like yeah. I fucking love De Niro. And like, I love Stallone too, you know, but uh so when I, 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 I go down, we're like, we're like go down for fittings or whatever it is down in New Orleans. And, I, and my son was born super early. Like he, he was like almost eight weeks early. Like he, he spent like his first two months in the NICU. And like he, had, he, he wasn't getting out of the hospital. He was healthy. He was going to work out. But like he was like three pounds. It was like all fucked up. Right. And uh, I was in New Orleans for this, for the shit. And then uh, I flew home basically like my son was getting out of the hospital. It was going to be like the first time I was actually going to be able to like really get to hold him and like be with him. And when I landed in L.A. from New Orleans, I get this call being like, yeah, Sly wants you back in uh, New Orleans for boxing rehearsal. I'm like, for what? And he's like, for boxing rehearsal. And I'm like, the fuck is he going to like tell me about boxing? Like, you got to get back on a fucking plane. You got to go back for boxing rehearsal. I'm like, mother, like I didn't leave the airport. I'm like, right. motherfucker. I'm right. like, okay, cool. So I go back and I like get my ticket. I go back to fucking New Orleans. I get there. I take the button. Like we go to this like warehouse gym, right? And we go to this gym and there's like posters of Sly, like all over, like he, he had posters of himself, himself all there. over the wall, yeah. like like murals and shit. Yeah. And he's in the, the ring and, and De Niro's in the ring with him. And like, you know, fucking Sly's in like great shape. And like De Niro's like, you know, yeah. he, he's, he's green. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's like, yeah, he's, he's like putting really, in a, yeah, yeah, he's like putting in an effort. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? Like these guys are like in their 70s. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I walk in, I just have like my boxing bag. And like, as soon as I walk in, he's like, yo. And I was like, what's going on, Sly? And he goes, yo, you're next. And I was like, okay. And I start like wrapping up my hands, you know, whatever. And I just am like fucking. I start beating on this fucking bag and they get done in the ring and fucking slide just calls it. He's like, all right, everybody go home. And I'm like, what the fuck did I come here for? And he goes back into the back. Right. So I'm just like sitting there. I flew all the way back here for no fucking reason. But his stunt double, this guy, Greg Rementor is now like a huge fucking stunt coordinator. Great guy. He's like, Hey man, you want to spar? He's like, we're here. Like we might as well. Yeah, let's yeah. fucking spar. Like we're here. So we start going in the ring. We start sparring. This woman comes out of the back and she goes into my bag, right? And like, there's like rules in a boxing. Like, you don't touch other or people's fucking shit. Just in life. Just yeah, like, you just like, don't touch. Yeah. Fair enough, hey, right? Hey, lady, don't touch my bag. She's like, yeah. going oh, in my bag. Fine. We're like sparring. She's like, going in my bag. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, you have this uh, boxing liniment in here. I have this like Thai boxing liniment, which is like the shit you can only get in fucking Thai towns. Super hard to get. I would rub it in my knees before I would like spar some. Like, if I really need it, right. it like numbs your knees so you can move good. And she's like, Sly loves this shit. I'm going to take it in the back. I'm giving him a massage. I want to rub, rub it on his back. I'm like, you just went into my bag. Yeah. And she's like, she was like, yeah, but he loves this shit. I'm yeah, like, motherfucker. Yeah, you know what I mean? Fucking it's like, lotion, exactly. Dude. Like, so like, I'm fucking like, all right. posters in here. You can go you, get that you, fucking lotion. The lotion. It's like a little fucking jar, bro. Yeah, dude. So I'm like, all right, fucking take the lotion, right? So I go back in, like, I'm sparring fucking uh, uh, Greg and we're doing our thing. He's beating the fuck out of me. And then, uh, 45 minutes later, Sly comes out. He's like in a fucking nice ass suit and a top hat. And he's like, yo, see you guys later. And he like walks by. And then the woman comes out. She goes, hey, by the way, uh, we're just going to go ahead and keep that lotion because Sly really likes it. I'm like, what do you mean you got to keep it? Like, yeah, he really likes it. I'm like, fuck this. I sell my mouth guard. I like my headgear. I like ran out and like chased him on the street. And I was like, hey, Sly, man, like, 
you know, where I'm from, if you want to borrow something from somebody, you like ask them yourself. Right. You know what I mean? And he's like, yo. And I'm like, nah, man, you took my shit. He's like, I let you box in my gym. And dude, he's like, well, fuck it. I'll, I'll give it back. And I was like, no, keep the keep fucking your- lid of it. You know what I mean? I'm like, but show me some fucking respect, man. It was so bad, bro. But I will say, I will say that after that, like me and him did really bond. He gave me, uh, I, I have lots of different stories. But he, he uh, you know, man, he's he's great, man. He's great. And I, and I, I, I reached out to him recently just because... Like, I see what he's doing now. You talk about working. So I don't know if you feel this way, too, but it's kind of apropos of what we were talking about in the beginning. But, like, you know, man, it's like there's certain people in life. Like, I love fucking people in their 60s, 70s, and 80s who are still, like, fucking trying. Like, just, yeah. but, like, are just trying. Like, are failing and, like, admitting that, like, are still, right. like, I, I really do look at, at Howard Stern that way. Like, like who who is, like gone on to like keep evolving keep pushing like being happier in their in their personal life keep right. like looking for change look keep trying to grow and like you know sly like put this interview out uh earlier this year man where he like just like kind of talked about his sort of you know you know his failure with his, his failings you know with, with, with some of his family commitments and you know doing too many of his own fucking stuff like he's still looking at himself that way and he's doing great fucking work and like i don't know i just i i have a lot of respect for that no i love that dude man i loved I, as soon as i saw tulsa king i was like uh when i saw it i was like i hope this is what i in my wet dreams this would be and it was it's just him being like this is a doobie. <laughs> oh my god! This is great. I'm like, this is all. I'm I gonna want. fuck up everyone yeah. in it, this it room now. It wasn't like yeah. serious. It wasn't yeah. like it's like it's playful and fun. And yeah. like I'm happy to see him being happy fuck and yeah. fun. And that's that means a lot because you yeah. see some of these dudes getting a check, super checked out, fuck yeah. banging out shit. Okay. And he still gives a fuck. Yeah, he doesn't have that. I don't think he's got that gear, man. No, he, like, he's, like, he's writing, producing. Right. Like he's everywhere. That's right. Like, you, you that's gotta right. Respect that. That's right. And he's mad as fuck about like the Creed stuff. Like he's like he's like still like. You know what I mean? He's like calling out Erwin Winkler, yeah. who's like 97. Yeah. He's hey, like, motherfucker oh, stole my shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, true. Like, he created Rocky. Like, yeah. he did that. Like, he that's did. fucking huge, man. Yeah, that's his legacy. Yeah, that's fuck his yeah. fucking shit. Like, w- like, I think fucking Copland is like fucking genius. Oh, you know what I mean? Along? It's like fucking dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's and like, best. that's like probably Sly's best movie. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, that, I mean, it's fucking, yeah. That cast I, is, that's a super underrated slept on movie. Totally. That movie totally. Is Anything Mangold does, like, that, that, he's a fucking, he's just a fucking gangster. He's just a fucking gangster. So, so let me, man. I was thinking about, I was thinking about. Uh, I think it was like your last Netflix special. And by the way, man, I hate fucking asking questions. Like, I was watching your fucking because, oh, like, nah, but, but uh, you do it in the I, best way. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I feel, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know by saying I suck at it. Like that's, you know, what I mean. But like, I do suck at it. But I, I, uh, it was really a joy for me, man, to 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 watch that. And to me, from like an outsider, it seems like. That's easier for you, making yourself almost like the butt of the joke. Yes. And 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 but that's also I think what you're saying has like caused you a shit ton of fucking pain or a shit ton of like feeling yeah. betrayed or feeling like j- j- anger, whatever that is. Um, when I started doing comedy, and you know I didn't have many friends. I had like two that I would hang out with or my mom. I think I was like I can make fun of myself better than all of you. Like, like you know, you know, and it became sort of this like it made me feel like Teflon because you know I was just like whatever joke you say I I have a better one about myself and also you're doing it on station you're getting some sort of positive some feedback sort of positive yeah. feedback and just like you know when you I'm the first person to laugh you know at myself and when you do that it opens up the crowd to okay so he's not taking himself too seriously it, it, it's just like a, an approach for comedy that I think I like like my favorite stand-ups do that like Burr, Chappelle, Eddie like all these guys they tell personal 
I love one-liners. I love Rodney, but like you know, I don't know anything about him after the thing, right? Uh, aside from like, yeah, yeah, and I love yeah, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like my the people I, I I like to like know them, and I'm like I, that way you hear their next special. They're talking about their wife. You you remember from the other one, and like you grow with these artists. You know, same with like music. You love their story, or whatever. So I always loved that style of storytelling, um, and I felt that you could not get away with more, but you you can if if you you know shoot yourself in the foot first and then it opens up for you to have you know people are more receptive to hearing what you have to say because you're not you know coming from an ego standpoint it's an egoless standpoint right. it's more of just like hey this is an idea this is fun i'm just trying to have fun so that's why i always took that approach and then you know because of the way my career turned down and the things that happened it just opened the floodgates yeah. and it turned on me and now the last couple of years, I've just been trying to dial it back where like, I don't want to not be open. I love talking to people. I love connecting with people. Some of the best conversations I've had have been at like bus stations with random dudes that are like, hey, I saw this weird thing you spoke about, whatever. And then that's like why you do it. Okay. You know, that's like what makes you happy. You're like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. I don't know why I was questioning myself for doing that. Um, but you know, now I'm trying to just share when it feels appropriate or or to share i don't feel like i have i owe anyone anything sure but um there is that certain element of like you know now because of the internet you sort of feel like you do have to kind of defend yourself a little bit where you're like hey man like no Mm -hmm. you know so it's it's a tricky situation to be in because you don't want to come across as whiny or not grateful because i'm very grateful and i I didn't change a fucking decision i made because i love the lessons i was taught uh the people i met I'm not mad at anyone. Uh, I don't hold any anything on anyone. I, I think everyone's just trying their best, and you know, so that's just how I'm trying to live my life. But it's 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 a hard it's a hard thing to navigate because you'll do something and then somebody will do something. You'll be like, hey, and they're like, well, you fucking did you're a movie it. about yeah, your yeah, life. That's you right. Did that's a part, right. And you're like, all right, yeah, that's I get, it. I get yeah, it. You yeah. know, so that's why I'm trying to like, you know, just act be an actor if in something and not just be what people think is me the right. right the like you'll show up to set and you're playing yourself and they're like hey i'm a big idiot with a dick that smokes weed and yeah. you're like jesus christ yeah, is yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is what oscar winners think of me yeah 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 oh yeah, my yeah, yeah. god <laughs> yeah 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 like that's humiliating like oh my god and like you do it because you want them to like you and you want to work with people and that was my thing for a bit but it doesn't have to be my thing forever and as i grow and learn it was one of your things bro yeah I mean, it was one of your things yeah. I mean, like it's not one of your th- right and i mean yeah. like i think that like it, the genius always... was like oh it's like but i guess I, I guess it's like to think that that doesn't come at a cost yeah. and what i really like well, it's like that 9-11 thing john like people would be like oh he's probably just talking about his dead dad all the time it's like yo i made two jokes about my dad in a span of like 15 years like to act like i'm just like this like feel bad for me my dad right. like that's just such bullshit and it makes me feel like so small and shitty and like i'm trying to share little jokes here and there about him because like i like to keep that memory alive my dad was a great dude like why is that a fucking problem Fuck it, eh? and like it i get defensive it's and my again, family and, you know and, and like anybody who's like fucking risked anything as a yeah. fucking artist like to understand yeah. the boldness again and the bravery to, to to fucking do that like going to that going to that spot it's like like i really fucking admire and commend the fuck out of you for doing it. and you when you do you, you're still going to go inward right yeah, i mean like i'm always going to go inward but i think i i think there's a place for everything and now I learned that like okay me on stage with a microphone where I have full control and I could tell what I ha- the way I want to tell it 
that's the spot because that's my stand up. That's what I that's the outlet I want for it. And I guess the the struggle or like where I'm dealing with it and I'm getting better at is like you got to just let people talk until you get you get to and your moment will come. And it's about patience. And that's like something I'm not good at. It's like being patient and you can't please everyone. You can't fix every little thing. Some people are going to think things that they heard on a website or saw on a fucking thing or someone's brother told them or whatever. And there's nothing you could fucking do about it. Yeah. The only thing you can control is like who you have around you, what you put your energy into and like who loves you and who you love back. And that's something like it's a hard thing to it's like a weird thing for me to even grasp now because like I've lived in discomfort for so long where that became comfortable so now I actually have people around me that love me and it's weird and it's that's that's like a whole new thing I never thought of it's like oh it's weird being can you explain happy. that weirdness it's weird being happy yeah. it's weird like being like I was like at home the other day and I was talking to my girl and my friends and I was like I feel fucking like weird like something's like wrong and they're like what I'm like nothing's wrong yeah what is that? Is that like a peace of mind? Is it's that what like, you yeah. I don't know what I think I just like look, I hate to be that guy that's like anytime something looks up some cuz everybody gets kicked in the dick and everyone gets kicked in the dick, it's the biggest to them because it's their life. So no one's struggle is bigger than anyone's because it's theirs. You know, no matter what the magnitude or who you are or whatever, it hurts just as much. Okay. So like I I believe like everyone's struggle is very big to them and I just I like was just like crying. I was just like, I, I, I always feel like the walls are going to close in or something's going to be ripped out. And um, I've been doing a lot of therapy, like trauma therapy, trying to figure out why. I think uh, there's obvious reasons why with the PTSD from childhood or whatever. And the sentence that like we've, my therapist and I have agreed on is like, my dad told me he was going to pick me up from school on 9-11. I got picked up by my mom. She didn't tell me what was going on for like three days. And she kept telling me, ah, dad's at work, coming home, whatever. I had no idea. And then I watched, I wasn't, I, my mom was like, you're just grounded, you're not allowed to watch TV. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't do anything. And then one night I turned on the TV and I just saw my dad on TV. And I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, you, these are all the firemen that are like dead and all that shit. So I was like, and then I had to talk to my mom. And it was weird because like, we didn't know he was dead for like, three weeks they were finding people you know they're pulling people out of shit and there was just some sort of hope and like it was just up and down and nobody knew how to deal with it like my mom was fucking like 30 like she's like i'm about to be th- i wouldn't know what the fuck to do and i that's why like as i get older i'm like man my mom was awesome i was like mm. fuck she really loves me like damn like fuck that was like rough mm. so nobody knew how, the right way to deal with it and you know whether or not that's right or wrong it still fucks a kid up or whatever so I have this and I also have BPD and a little PTSD mix which is borderline personality disorder and so the definition of that is fear of abandonment so you know dad says he's coming to pick you up he doesn't for life I'm just like I don't believe anyone and I'm trying to learn how to believe people and Hollywood isn't exactly the greatest place to, to learn that skill dude yeah, you know, so like I and you've been in it for a fucking minute at yeah. for starting at a young age. Yeah. So I went from like traumatic life to like new created high school traumatic life because yeah. like Hollywood's like high school where it's like the cool kids and the chicks and fucking but the cool people are actually the quiet people. It's like fucking weird and um, <laughs> it's you know so now you know it's the worst place for me to grow. But I'm I love this shit and uh, I'm gonna do my best I can and just keep doing that. But 
that's I think where it comes from and that's why I have a hard time trusting and believing people and it's been an issue throughout my whole life like it's 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 you know because I just someone will tell me something and I just it doesn't register yeah. it's starting to with some people because yeah. they've been around long enough yeah and I've can you give me an example of that like something that's working like a technique that you're using or like something or, or just I mean it, it, I just like I look at people's character and you know I've never had to I go do you have to question this person has this person fucked you over in any way has this person lied to you has this person ever been anything but whatever or if you had anything with them did you work it out is this guy a dog is this your dog and that's you got to fact check yourself and if the facts check out you can't let yourself think that way you actually have to trick your brain because your brain after a while becomes used to trauma it becomes used to being hurt becomes used to being fucked over so you'll have that mentality and have that attitude you might even like make it happen because you're so insecure and you might create a problem out of nothing and that's a lot of times that's what's happened and how do you check yourself on that like how do you how do you become how do you become aware of that well it's just growth man like i used to i i used to, i've been self-harming since i was like a kid you know i used to like cut and up until maybe like a year ago i used to cut and uh used to bang my head against walls because like when if i couldn't deal with something like if someone told me something sad or like i something that i couldn't deal with i would like bang my head against the wall hoping i would pass out because i just didn't want to be in that situation because i couldn't handle that and like over years and years and years it's it becomes less and less and less and you have to use these skills and there's this great workbook that i recommend it's called the dbt uh workbook it's dialectical behavior therapy and it teaches you these skills like okay you want to cut right now go take a cold shower listen to your favorite song jerk off fucking watch a movie like go call your friend like literally like do anything do anything you can because uh, that feeling most of the time goes away after like 15 20 minutes it's just you get this surge you get this like feeling and you got to know it's not real you got to you have it's fucking mindfuckery because you got to trick your brain into being like no, you're wrong. You're trying to make me feel bad. You know, I'm actually good right now. And it's like, it comes from this, uh, BPD has, is very in common with black and white thinking, which is like something I still struggle with, but I'm got, I've gotten a lot better, but it's still pretty bad where like, everything's either all amazing and everyone, uh, you're rocky, people throwing you fruit while you run, yeah, yeah. or it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. And I had to learn that like, if one little thing isn't going the right way, that doesn't mean the whole ship sinks that's right it's just like okay remove that part and you're okay everything's fine but you have to learn that i i would just lose lose it from little things um and you have to learn how to you know work through that and the impulse like the the, the impulse to do something like cut or bang yeah. your head or something like that do you pay attention do you sort of like in, in whatever way you kind of keep account like of the kind of situations or the kind of triggers like yeah. what it makes you want to do specifically how i mean i i had a I had to do a bunch of shit like when I met John I was just coming out of like yeah. a, a lot of shit work, working on some like real anger stuff I had like real problems with violence uh, yeah. uh, growing up you know you never lick it you know you never lick it but like you can you, you get a handle on it you can bit. man yeah. you can and you can actually I think even more so man I think uh, I, I think what's so like exciting and inspiring about it is I think you can make it work for you I think you really can I think you can make any I think in any crisis the there's way. a huge opportunity fuck yeah man yeah. and that's like it's what kind of growing up but I mean shit man one of the things that like really worked with me was was really taking account of 
when those urges would come in, what was setting it off, what specifically it made me want to do, uh, how long did that duration, uh, how long was like the duration of like the impulse to, to, to do that, and like what could I do to sort of like quell that, and what kind of situations, like what kind of like even fucking environments were putting me in that? Do you feel like you have that sort of? Yeah, well, you're you're blessed, and that's like a blessing to be able to like to call be able to call yourself out on stuff, because that's like a hard it's like a hard thing where like, but I yeah you got to own your shit like you know it happens to me a lot when i feel really helpless or i'm embarrassed or i feel ashamed and like what makes you feel helpless you know like if i upset someone like or if i accidentally say something the wrong way because i know what it feels like to feel like shit everyone you know you feel like shit. you don't want anybody to feel like shit and i had to learn that it's okay if you accidentally like make a joke someone doesn't like or like say something that triggers someone or like and that doesn't mean they're even mad at you it's just like pause a second and like move on and what i would do is like i would think okay i just ruined everything whether it be in a relationship with a girl or my friend like okay now i have to fix that mm. and i keep talking about it and mm -hmm. talking about it and now it's a week-long thing when like if you're in relationships or you're an adult or you have like coping skills you're like okay that wasn't cool for five seconds we're cool whatever like whatever you know and and usually the other person is being cool it's me that's like i'm sorry i'm like i'm an asshole wait, I'm wait, fucking, wait, wait, wait. you know and you know you get to a point where i have been getting a lot better and it's it's a it's a tough thing to watch yourself get better through because you feel really ashamed like if you hurt yourself in front of people or i have boys that have like you know that's why i, look, my, I have the best boys in the world just come up they're like all right man like let's 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 figure this out like yeah. let's this is scary like Fuck stuff yeah. you know and they call me out man they're like this ain't cool or i have people that call my mom and they show i'm very blessed to have people like that and i don't get mad i'm i always think like man i'm lucky i got friends like that and and, and it's because once you start to spin there is that what it is specifically yeah. they're I've, like i've been really open with my group about and they know me to a t and like if shit ain't right they're the first to be like hey man you good like what's what's going on and you know you got to build your group you you're, you you have a, an amazing group like the people that uh look up to you and follow you like i think like a really great reflection is like people who like you mm -hmm. like people who like you are fucking dope mm -hmm. hardworking, cool amazing bright uh talented uh interesting people all, like all of them and that's like that just speaks so truly that's how i knew you were dope Oh shit! Because like people who fuck with you, they're like, yeah, that dude. Can I tell you a really funny thing. That's funny. Yeah. I thought you were talking about your. I, no, thought, no, no. I didn't know you were no, talking dude, about me. I was about to, I was no, like, no, no, you. Like, but like, thanks, um, man. So this is like, this is how I knew you were my favorite actor. So me oh, and shit. my boys were watching, uh, we were watching your, your a show of yours, and you were. Uh, so I get me and my boys, and I always get this feeling when I see a sex scene in a movie or a TV or whatever. Maybe it's because I just grew up catholic and yeah you're gonna go to hell whatever <laughs> but i always get that feeling i'm watch, watching it with my mom yeah like even if i'm with my boys like i'm like oh, i don't want to like yeah. watch like yeah. you know i don't want to see jude large stroke like you know what i mean like i'm like uh, i don't know but with you i'm like yeah fuck fuck yeah dude fuck that yeah get in there dude like we're rooting for you we're like yeah get 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 it man like that's how I knew you were my favorite actor. It's I'm ugly, like, bro. Like, that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. That ugly motherfucker's yeah, no, fucking no, no. like, we can all yeah, fuck. You know like, what I mean? There's room for all of like, us. That dude's an animal and he deserves that right now. And he works really hard. And I'm, so I'm so appreciative that he's getting some ass right now. his ears, dude. But yeah, no, but like, yeah, like that's, the, you're the only person. Yes, <laughs> and, and my boy was like, 
yeah, I do want to see him <laughs> succeed in the bedroom. Like, it's like, that's no, like, it's dude. so funny. Bro. That's so and fucking funny, bro. And then you did the perfect bro. show for me to watch. That's how <laughs> shit, bro. That is so but, yeah. funny, dude. But yeah, that, that I don't know how I got there. You know, you are known so much for you, and and you you you're you're extraordinarily like well known and shit. And I get that, and I I get I get the pressure on that. I just I I hope that uh, I hope that that's easy. You know, I hope that. And if it's not easy, I hope it gets easier. Oh, thanks, man. It is getting it's getting easier because I get I'm starting to get, I guess the game a little bit. Yeah. Yo, who is uh like who who are like the, the these guys to you? Like who like some of the people that are here today? So Simon is my brother from another mother. Uh, we're just the same person. Uh, I met Simon 10 years ago on uh, the Happy Madison lot, uh, Sandler, when he had a Sony deal. He had a house on the... Yeah, I remember. Talk yeah, about yeah. dude who does it right. That dude had a fucking house on the Sony lot with his boys in there. And I remember I had like a general meeting with like Alan Covert or one of his uh, you know producers. And I was just like, in my head, I was like, I wonder if I'm going to get to see the Sandman. Oh my God, it's so crazy. <laughs> And I'm sitting there, just like, just picture like, because I look this pretty much the same, but like 19, just like fucking, just like geeky, like my shoulders are up to here, just like so nerdy, just like this, this is my idol. I auditioned for Big Daddy when I was like fucking four years old. So excited. Didn't know he was there. He just comes out, giant t-shirt with like a little bit of pizza on it and like basketball shorts and high socks. And he's just like, goes into the fridge, gets a Gatorade and he just goes, Hey, did my wife send you here to make me seem fat? <laughs> and I just went, huh, what? He goes, you're going to be all right, kid. I just walked out, and I was just like, what the fuck? So I just, like, went up to the top, the blacktop of that parking lot and was just sitting there chilling, and he had a, he's a basketball nut, so he has hoops everywhere. Yeah. Simon's up there, and Swartzen, and we just played ball, and we, like, kind of connected, and then, like, weirdly, like, a couple years later, we, we became friendly, and now, you know, pretty much roommates. And Alex... I met, uh, I used to have social media and I wasn't really good at social media. I would post like just pictures of Tony Soprano in like the pool and be like Monday. Like, you know, I was like such a little thought, like a little like thoughty girl on Instagram. And I was just obsessed with the Sopranos. And I did this show in DC at the Arlington Draft House. Um, and it was at the time I used to do meet and greets cause you know, there'd only be like a hundred people or whatever. And Alex came and I think he was like 18 or 19 in, in college. And, uh, he just came up and he HBO back in the day before it was like streaming or whatever to get people excited. They would send like care packages in the mail and they sent like like Sopran new season of Sopranos was going to come out. So they sent a Sopranos globe. It's actually a super rare globe and it's hard to find. And I met him after and he didn't ask for a picture or anything. He just was like gave me this globe and he was just like, hey, I stole this from my dad. I figured you would, would really like it. And I was like, well, we just get, became best friends and like now he could ruin my life with the press of a button, yeah. and uh, I trust him with everything. And he's, uh, yeah, he's he's my best friend. And we just, uh, yeah, just it's it's a great. We got a great group now. Yeah. And John, I met. Uh, we're working on uh, this uh, Ramones script with uh, Netflix, and we were introduced, and just immediately we're just like, oh yeah, you get it, you know. And and we we work together on uh, on my show, and it's just you know. Organic, cool people okay. meeting cool people that have very similar interests, and uh, and but more importantly, like I respect them all as amazing yeah, human yeah. beings, and I look forward to hanging with them. So it's, yeah. it's always a treat when you hang out with these guys. Fuck yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. What uh, what 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 do you want to talk at all? I mean, it's it's, it's up to you, but you you want to talk about the new show at all? Oh yeah, I mean like 
I'm excited. Well, man. why are you laughing? Huh? Oh, what? That's that how you can tell it's good, though. Yeah. When you're like, oh, yeah, here's that. <laughs> Me and my buddy Judah Miller and Dave Cyrus, who I've known for my whole time doing stand-up, um, we were just like, let's just write something stupid and silly and, like, have fun. Like, who fuck cares if it goes anywhere? Like, we're just, let's exercise and just, so we do something. We wrote this really insane thing, and, like, as a joke, we were like, Imagine Edie Falco's like my mom and like we'll get like Pacino or like a, a Pesci to play like the great this would be insane and then like it all just like happened and it was really just like I wanted to work with my friends you know it's like the the people you love the most in this business that you don't get to see them as much because they're doing their own thing yeah. and it's it's hard and the people that are available mostly suck that's right and <laughs> want to be around you and yeah. suck your energy and yeah. you know so I was like I just want to work with my fucking friends and have fun one time and just tell it my way and we uh went to everyone and it, it, we had a, a bunch of options but peacock was just like yo you can do whatever you want you work with us for a long time and lauren got behind it and i had a fucking blast man and yeah. it was uh it was it, i sh i'm in editing now and i still when i see shit i'm just like oh wow that's cool Fuck we yeah, did that man. that's so Fuck cool yeah. and it's like honestly like I don't mean to ever slight anything I've ever been in, but this one, I'm like, it's the first time I've ever been like, yo, did you see that? Like, I want to tell, I'm like calling my buddies, Fuck being you. like, yo, you got to come, you got to come see this. This is insane. Like, you got, like, I've, and if you know me, I've never been that guy. I, if someone would be like, hey, that was good. I'd be like, yeah, it was cool, but you're always like, I could have did this. Sure. Or I could have did this. And there is an element of that with this, but I'm just overall just so touched that, like, anyone would do it, let alone, like, legends like them Fuck like yeah. you're just like and it also gave me like this sort of like pesci like the, the timing of this so like we didn't have a show because we wrote this version of a show and we had this actor attached and the last second he bailed out and we were shooting in like a month and we rewrote the whole show for this guy and I was just fucking disheveled and I was shooting this thing in Australia and like I never shot a thing not in New York, Atlanta or LA away from people and like that was a whole new experience where I was like, oh, you really alone in this shit and that's when I had like a new respect for actors and people who work on a movie set like, like yo, this shit is fucking hard. Mm -hmm. you, you gotta leave your family, you're alone in the town, you're yeah. stuck with your fucking thoughts all day, yeah. you know, you're lucky if you have one set friend like and uh, was being it was at a time where it was like the internet was especially hot and I felt really low and uh, this guy just bailed and I was like fuck I'm not doing the show I was like this is fucked and Lauren called me and he was like what about Pesci and I was like why'd you say it like that he was like uh, I was, he's like what do you mean I was like why'd you say it like what about I was like the guy hasn't worked in fucking 30 years <laughs> yeah. famously hates working, working and yeah. probably people like me yeah. so like why <laughs> what he goes well all that actors are waiting for is like a good part and I was like okay bar, cool yeah. and then we set up this like conversation this like meet and I like you know he's a very private guy so like I'll tell you stuff about him later so I don't I don't like to because he's like those memories are like for me and like I worked really hard to be able to get those memories mm -hmm. and like I don't think anybody else should have them Fair enough. but but like dude fucking changed my life and he saved wow. my life and he wow. he liked the material enough to do it but he we had a really great conversation and it was really honest and organic and we kind of hit it off and like 
it was out of love that he did it because he doesn't need to do anything. And it, like, just, it was, I really needed it. I needed that validation from someone like that, like, That's so beautiful. badly. Like, because, like, you know, like I said, when you're, like, going online and you're, like, I could deal with trolls, but you're, like, Oscar winners, you're, like, yeah. president shit. You're, like, damn, I'm a yeah. fucking loser. And you're, like, I got the guy no one could get. Yeah. And, like, that fucking, fucking Pesci, changed my life. Yeah. And I owe him everything. I owe everyone involved with it. And, like, yeah, dude, I can't. It's the coolest shit. Every time he comes on, we're in the edit. We're like, we're like, holy shit. We're like, dude, that's fucking. That's him. You're like, holy shit. You're like, even the outtakes where he's like, wait, what is it? What am I getting? Like, what he's getting? You're like, you're just all, like a kid. I felt like a child. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was a really magical experience, yeah. and I'm excited. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I dude. cannot wait, man. Congrats, yeah. bro. Thank you, man. And, and when when did you start knowing that this was something that you were going to be enormously proud of? The first block, I was like a shit show because like I just got home. Uh, I didn't have any time to chill f- before, like, the. I didn't have any time to process what just happened, which I think was actually kind of great because I had to dive right into work. But also, I just, like, you know, I wish I had a little time to figure stuff out. Uh, so the first block was, like, kind of rough. But then during the, the second block, as we did the first two, I was just like, oh my God, like, these are all my friends. Yeah. We're all working together. Everyone. We have an egoless set where it's like best joke wins, okay. the best take wins, whoever's ideas best wins because I want the best product and like everyone I have here, I am a fan of and they're my boys. Like doesn't get better than this, does it? And I like just had this moment where I was just like, just enjoy this. Yeah. Because like, I don't know when you get to do shit like this Fuck again. Yeah. You get to, and I got to tell a story my way finally and like I'm comfortable with it and I don't, I don't watch anything where I'm like, ah. I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 that's like, you know. And uh, I just really wanted a, an opportunity to do that and close, like, not close a chapter as playing myself because I do want to do that, but, like, I just did it right once. Yeah. And, like, I'm really happy about that. Oh, I'm so happy to hear yeah. that, man. Thank you, man. That's so cool. I'm That's stoked. fucking so cool, man. Yeah, it's you, exciting. Uh, uh, yo, who's that? Is there anybody else in there? Okay, good. All right, good. Demon's back, dude. He's back. No, no, I just didn't. I I just didn't. I just didn't want. I just didn't want him get eaten by Bam Bam, because he walked in like. Well, if he wasn't in there too, yeah, he might have eaten him, bro. Yeah, so I was like, I might have to run (laughs) over there real quick, bro. You know what I mean? I'm gonna straighten Bam Bam out, dude. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm bring his ass out here and straighten him out. (laughs) You see that, dude? He had him up against the door. You know what I mean? Hey, come here. Huh? Come here, dude. Uh, uh. Let's go. Come here, dude. That's awesome. Come here. You still have your balls? That's awesome. Oh, it's just that big. Of course, Berthal's dog has the biggest dick I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) 